Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for the day. Father, we thank you for the rain, Lord. We thank you for the rain of your word, Father. And as it's raining outside, Father, we pray that you would rain on our hearts and break up the fallow ground, Lord, and allow us to plant the seed of your word in our hearts. And as always, if it be your will, allow it to bring forth a crop, 30, 60, even 100-fold, Lord, that your name gets the honor and the glory it deserves. It's in the mighty matchless name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Looking at 1 Chronicles chapter 4, hidden in the genealogy of, well, let's look at, let's look at uh, verse 1 and we'll see. Verse 1 says, the descendants of Judah, and then I stop, I leave those names alone, but the descendants of Judah, we're, we're dealing with the descendants of Judah, amen? Now, I want you to hold on to that because we're going to come back to that at the end, and I want you to give that back to me. We're dealing with the descendants of Judah, and then it goes on, genealogy, this person, that person, all those weird names, and then you get to verse 9, and there's this little vignette, a small prayer, and it says this, verse 9 says, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Jabez, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Look at me. I don't know if you're familiar, but this is often referred to as the prayer of Jabez. You see it on, some people have it hanging on their car windows or little things. It's a very, very wonderful prayer. Wonderful prayer. And I'll show you what I believe, what makes it so wonderful when we get there. But just to look at a few things, says he was more honorable than his brothers and his mother named him Jabez says the reason that she named him Jabez was because she gave birth to him in pain. So it means his, his name means pain. One version says his name is sorrow. Another version says that uh, his name is grief. His name is pain, sorrow, grief. Now, all we know about this Jabez character, this pain man, if you will, all we know about him is that he prayed, and watch this, this is what I think is most important. He prayed, God answered. Amen? How many times have we prayed and we're waiting for, or God has answered our prayers? Doesn't that make a prayer perfect? If God answers our prayer, says his name was Jabez. His name means pain. Now, what's interesting is, in that is that it says his mother gave birth to him in pain. One version says with pain. So we know that it was her who put pain on him. She named him pain. She put pain on him. Who has hurt you? Who has put pain in your life? 
It says his mother birthed him. Now, we don't know if it was a physical pain. We don't know if it, if it has anything to do with the labor. I know I've heard stories of women saying, it took me 30 hours to give birth to you. You should be grateful and thankful. I was in labor so long with you. We've all heard those stories. So it could be a physical pain but it also could be a mental or emotional pain. You say, well, why do you say that? Well, one thing I notice in the text, it says that she named him. Now, if you understand the culture of the time, we know that back then it was the father who did the naming. If you remember back in Genesis, there's a little story with the patriarch Jacob and Rachel is giving birth to her baby boy, her last son. And it says that the birth was hard. It was difficult. And she was about to die in this birth. And it says as she was dying, she named her son, the son she was giving birth to him. She gave him the name Ben-Ami, Ben-Ami, which meant son of my sorrow or son of my pain. And then it says Jacob came back or came around and saw what she had named him. And immediately Jacob changed his name from son of my sorrow to son of my right hand, Benjamin. It's the father who has the naming right. And then if you fast forward all the way to Luke when uh, uh, John the Baptist is about to be born and Jack, Zacharias has been given all of this from the angel and it says he took his voice away and everybody was milling around trying to figure out what they were going to name him. It says they came to the father and finally asked Zacharias, what should his name be? And the Bible says his tongue was loosened and immediately he said his name shall be John. And they marveled because there were no Johns in that family line. They marveled at him. So the naming convention often came from the father. So through the text, we can see that for whatever reason, the father is not present. Be it he could have died. This could have been a reason for the pain. But it seems to bear that he grew up fatherless. And I don't know about any of you who has lost a parent or who may have grown up without a parent, but you know how difficult that can be, how hurtful that can be, especially or if the parent, a parent left. It could be difficult. It could be a reason for the pain. Whatever the reason is, his name was pain. And then we look. As he cries out, calls out through his pain, through his sorrow, through his grief. We get to verse 10 and it says, Jabez, pain, cried out to God, to the God of Israel. He cried out to the God of Israel. And that cried out lets you know that the prayer is a desperate prayer. It's a, a prayer that has passion behind it. It's not, it's not said uh, in fleeting. It's, it's not a normal prayer. It says he cried out, which, which implies that he was going through something, but we know his name means pain. So whatever the issue may be, we know that he cries out to the God of Israel. 
And this is what he says. He says, oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. He says, let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. There it is. Let's you know he has pain. And then it says, and God granted his requests. The first thing he cries out, he says, God bless me. Now, uh, in the King James, which I love, it says, uh, bless me indeed. But of course, if you look in the original Hebrew, indeed is not there. Actually, what you have is the word for bless is Baruch. And if you look in the Hebrew, what it says is Baruch, Baruch. So essentially, if this was translated uh, word for word, it would be, oh, Lord, the God of Israel, bless me, bless me. Ah, that puts emphasis on the blessing. Uh, one version, or we could think it could be, uh, uh, bless me in a mighty way. Uh, bless me uh, in a in a big way, a massive way. Give me a massive blessing. He says, bless me, bless me. I think I rendered it like this. I said, uh, bless me big time. I want a big time blessing. Amen. He says, bless me big time. So we're going to pray this today. So I want you to repeat after me. I want you to say, oh Lord, bless me, bless me big time. Hey, there you go. Now we're tracking. And then watch this. The next thing he says, he says, and enlarge my territory. One version says, uh, enlarge my borders. Uh, I think the King James says, enlarge my, my coasts. And I thought that was interesting because the implication is this. Lord, when you bless me big time, I want you to make sure that I have room to receive it. Now, that should ring a bell in you. We just studied through the blessed life, and we were looking at a, 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 a small verse or two in Malachi that says this. It says that the Lord will pour out a blessing. Open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that you what? Won't have room to receive, but look at Jabez's prayer. He says, enlarge my territory. Make sure you give me enough room to receive the blessing. So come on, we're praying. Oh, Lord, bless me, bless me. Big time. And give me room to receive. Hey, come on. I like the way y'all pray. Y'all praying now. We're going to get one through tonight. Amen. Amen. And then it says, uh, let your hand be with me and keep me from harm. Uh, the King James says it's, like, says it's like this. It says, and that thine hand might be with me and that thou would keep me from evil. Let thy hand be with me. There's a duality there. And the duality is this. It's let your hand remain on the blessing. Let the hand, let your hand, God, let your hand remain on the blessing. 
And also, let your hand be with me. Be with me. Now, the idea is that I, I don't want to get too big for my britches because of this blessing. I, I don't want to, to, to forget where I came from. I, I don't want to forget uh, where I have struggled from when you bless me. I, I don't want to lose sight of the person that I am in you, in God, in Christ, because of the blessing. So, Lord, keep your hand on the blessing and keep it with me. Amen. Amen. Come on, we got to pray. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Bless me, bless me. What? Big time. Uh, and enlarge my territory. Give me room to receive it. And keep your hand. Keep your hand on my blessing and on me. Amen. Oh, y'all praying, y'all praying today. He says, keep your hand on the blessing and on me. And then he says that you would keep me from evil. Now, I thought this was interesting because I thought I would say, uh, keep evil from me. Keep evil away from me. But we know in this world, there's nowhere that we can hide from evil. Evil is around us all the time. Jesus says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. We all have to deal with difficult times, hard situations. We have to deal with evil people sometimes. But what he says is, uh, keep me from evil. And I thought that was so interesting. What I, what I thought about was uh, Jeremiah 17, 9. It says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. We have a tendency to, in our blessings, sometimes forget where we came from. I know you hear the stories of all the people, a lot of people who have won the lottery and they talk about how within a few years, no matter how much it was, maybe not these billion lotteries, but the other smaller lotteries, no, no matter how much it was, you hear stories of how they've gone broke because they've just wasted, they've squandered everything. I think of the prodigal son, give me my inheritance, give me my blessing now. And you leave without God's hand on you. You leave without God's protection. You leave his covering. And soon you waste away. You waste it all to nothing. And you have to come back. If you can come back, you can come back. But you have to come back. And he says, keep me from evil. And I want to go back to that uh, keeping his hand on you, keeping my, your, your hand on me and keeping me from evil. It also has another implication as well where he wants God to uh, give him the desires of his heart. The Bible says that we want God to give us the desires of our heart. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that God is going to give us uh, what we want. I think about what James says. James says, we ask God, but we do not receive because we ask amiss. Or we ask out of our lust, out of our wants. And so when you're, he's asking God to give him the desires of his heart, what he's saying to God essentially is, God, you give me the desire. 
I put it like this. I had to write it down because I didn't want to forget it. It says, God, he desires for me to desire the desires he desires me to desire. Ah. Basically, he wants me to want the wants he wants me to want. I want his wants. I want his desires. This is the implication. This is what he's saying. He wants God to give him the desires. You've blessed me. You've enlarged my territory. Your hand is on me. You're protecting me. Now give me the desires. What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? How do you want me to live? And remember, he's, he's, he's speaking out of his pain. He's, he's speaking out of his grief, out of his sorrow. And he prays this prayer. And then here's the best part. We talked about the best part. It says, and God granted his request. I don't care what you say. That makes this prayer the, one of the best prayers in here. Because God granted him the request. Now, one thing we don't read in the text is when he granted that request. We don't know if it was an immediate blessing, if God granted his request immediately, or if he had to wait for some time. And the question that I pondered and that I thought about is, what do you do while you're waiting for that? Big blessing, that big time blessing. What do you do? Uh, remember, I told you to hold on to the first verse, right? Let's go back to the first verse. Jabez, the man who was named pain, grief, and sorrow, is a son. No, no, the first verse, not verse nine. The first, there you go. He's a descendant. He's a son of Judah. And we know that Judah's name means praise. Ah, there it is. So even through his pain, even through his grief, through his sorrow, praise is flowing through his blood. It's in his bloodline. So <clears throat> how I looked at that is when you have to wait for God to answer your requests, you praise. If God is gracious enough to, to answer the request immediately, you still praise. Regardless of how God does what he does, you still praise. You give God praise. It means you open up your mouth, you come to worship, you do whatever. It, it, it just speaks of being grateful. Speaks of gratitude, of thankfulness. For everything that God has done or will do. I just thought that prayer was very interesting. And as I was looking at it, the prayer of Jabez is just so much more when you really look at it. It was a prayer that was prayed with passion. That was, that was prayed from his heart. It says he cried out and he asked the Lord to bless him big time in a mighty way and to make sure that he gave him room to receive ah, to receive the blessing and that God would keep his hand on him to keep his hand on the blessing and keep his hand with him and to keep him from evil 
And I encourage us that that's how we should pray. That we should pray earnestly from our hearts, asking God to bless us in a mighty way, big time, and to be with us throughout the whole blessing. I don't want to get my blessing and run. I want God to be with me in the good times and definitely in the bad times. I know in the bad times, unfortunately, it's easy for us to pray when things are difficult and when things are hard, but we oftentimes forget when things get good. And I think that is the beauty of this prayer because he's saying, in my blessing, Lord, remember me, be with me, stay with me. And it says that God granted his request. Amen. So this was my little vignette of praying through pain. No matter what it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you're dealing with, pray through it. Ask God to bless you. Ask God to bless you. I was talking to Liz the other day, and we were just talking about everything that's going on with Jason, and we're praying for Jason. And she said, I have just been praying so long for God to move or do something in a mighty way. And when he showed me this prayer, that's immediately who I thought about. You just hold on and ask him to bless you in a big way. There's a lot of grief. There's a lot of pain. But you ask him to bless you in a mighty way. And I just have to believe and God will grant.